Welcome to the Between the Pages podcast, brought to you by Boldly Seeking Ministries. Join the conversation every other Wednesday with the team and other special guests as we navigate how we can live a bold faith in between the valleys and the mountaintops of life. This episode is sponsored by Lakeview Covenant Church, where together they pursue Christ and advance his priorities across the street and around the world. Now, let's get to this week's conversation. Welcome, friends, to the Between the Pages podcast. We are in our season one finale. This is so exciting. And I cannot believe that season one is coming to an end. And (laughs) we promise that there's a season two. Season two is launching during the week of our third anniversary. We are turning three. Yes, we're excited. And so don't worry. We are back for another season here um, in about a month after... um, today so in about a month from today we will be back we are going to take some intentional time take a break from the podcast get ready for season two we have a lot of exciting things a lot of exciting um conversations guests interviews it is going to be a wild season but as we wrap up season one our baby year i'm so um grateful and thankful um just for the conversations that we've had this season they have been so so good so deep so powerful when you think about like starting a podcast you're like oh my gosh what content are we going to talk about and then we fill up a whole season's worth of content with interviews and conversations that are deep and like meaningful and powerful like that that's all that we could ask for and more amen to that and so I thought it was appropriate to end season one um, based around a devotional that I did with the team at our annual meeting in January of this um, this year this year yeah so (laughs) um back in january our team um every year we take an annual retreat we go somewhere for a weekend um and we just plan dream pray invest work um repeat we eat a lot of snacks um but really we prep the year um for all of you and i opened up the weekend with um sort of my reflection on a devotional that phillips Craig and Dean, um, the band wrote. Love them. Yes, love them. (laughs) Shout out if, if, I don't know if you're listening. We love you. (laughs) Um, If you want to be a guest on the podcast, um, please DM us on Instagram at Mm -hmm. Boldly Seeking. (laughs) I would probably like have a heart attack. You would like call us and start screaming. Oh, I would. I would. I would. Um, The minute that North Point Worship followed us on Instagram and then we (laughs) got to uh, interview Lauren and Clay, I about died. I was like, I am starstruck right now. So yes. That was a major moment in the life of <laughs> Boldly Seeking. But going back to this devotional, so um, it had this concept, and um, I was starting to think of Boldly Seeking and reflecting on the name of Boldly Seeking and the action that it has behind it, of um, the action of intentionally seeking out Jesus, but knowing that sometimes we might have to be bold while doing it. And that that's hard sometimes. It's not easy. You get out of your comfort zone. You have to be bold, be courageous. That's not an easy thing for some people, especially us introverts. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think there there's a question behind it that we'll get to of like what does this even look like like what does it even look like to intentionally seek out jesus and um i want to read a story that phillips craig and dean put in this devotional because i think it starts to create and paint this beautiful picture of um kind of what we're trying to get at um, with this idea of reaching out to jesus 
Um, so it talks about the Canes, a couple born in Texas, fell madly in love with Japan, the culture, the people, especially the opportunity to make disciples for Jesus Christ. With abandon, they packed up their belongings and headed across oceans to the Asian continent and became Jesus to everyone they would encounter. After many years of working the Asian soil, they desired to have children in the land they loved, but the agonizing reality became apparent. They could not have biological children. They prayed and fasted. They cried out for God's help. It is all-consuming for anyone who has known the struggle of infertility, a hue that colors everything you do. After much prayer, they decided to adopt a child from Japan. Through the Lord's favor, they could meet the, with the directors of a local Japanese orphanage. The date was set. The appointment secured. Their nerves heightened by this monumentous day. As they entered the orphanage, they saw rows and rows of stainless steel cribs, perfectly aligned, fluorescent lights, and the eerie sound of silence. Stillness. Though each bed held a beautiful child, a silent soul. The canes were overwhelmed with emotion as they walked the rows between cribs. Which child to choose? Who gets to be in our family among so many? How will we know which one is the right one? Mrs. Kane, overcome, ran out of the orphanage with Mr. Kane following closely behind. He hugged her tightly as she sobbed over the daunting choice they would make. The big-hearted missionaries held hands and prayed, God, give us a sign. Help us to know which child should be ours. Upon entering the doors again, they held hands and walked the rows, looking into the face of gorgeous little girls. Halfway down the middle row, one little girl stood on her tiptoes, reaching for them with extended hands. That's the one. And she was. She was chosen among so many because she demonstrated a need for salvation. Numerous Bible stories come to mind about people who reached for Jesus, those who would not be silenced, and those who demonstrated an active posture. One of my favorites is a blind man named Bartimaeus. Living in a stainless steel crib of hopelessness and darkness, he would not remain silent when he heard the Savior was coming by. Mark 10, 47-49 When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. His sight was restored, his future changed, all because he had the faith to cry out and reach out. Jesus responded to such boldness. What about you? Why remain enclosed and encased in neat rows or neighborhoods? Why remain stoic and staid? Lift your voice in worship. Stand up in an act of faith. Jesus is passing by. In the Gospel of Mark 6, 48-50, there is a story of a group of men who, by the arm of their own strength are trying to fight an unbeatable enemy a great storm had overtaken their boat and they are defenseless to help themselves so jesus who instructed them to get into the boat decides to take a stroll on the water i love the way the bible describes the scene in mark 6 48 through 50 it says he jesus saw that they were in serious trouble rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Serious trouble has come upon the world we love. We are struggling against a trifecta of pandemics, health, cultural, and spiritual. The wind is fierce. The waves are high. And our hopes are tossed side to side. 
So many of us have felt isolated and emotionally disorientated, desperately trying to make sense of what our new reality has become. We focus on the stats, the breaking news, and we reach for the things that comfort us. What we need to do is reach out to Jesus. And uh, I read that to you guys, and I was like overcome with a lot of things it's a lot in there it's a it's a story within a story pretty much yeah 100 percent. but i think the one thing that really caught my eye was how in the story of um the men in the boat with the sea how it says in mark that jesus intended to walk past them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you never really catch that of like okay jesus it jesus intention was just walk past like yeah it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I think sometimes it's hard to like ki- kind of interpret that in a way because it's like, okay, like that usually Jesus would help. Right. Why right. was he intending to walk past? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing that, um, that Jesus is getting at in that is like, yes, he cared for them. He wanted to save them. And he I think he would have passed them by had they not reached out in a demonstration and the action of their need for Jesus. Like physically re- like being like, Jesus, I need your help in reaching out. Just like in the story of the adoption, like the little girl reaching out as a need for salvation. I love the picture of that. And I saw this really, really pretty piece of art that was talking about the woman who reached out and touched Jesus's cloak. It was like a very minimalist kind of drawing of all these people dressed in um, like black and gray in a whole crowd. And Jesus was wearing a white cloak. And then the woman behind him reaching out for his cloak was wearing white too. And just like Jesus was intending to pass through that crowd. He knew that she was behind him. He knew that she was struggling with health problems and, and lack of faith and doubts and stuff like that. He knew all of those things and was could have walked by and just had that intention of walking through the crowd but he was waiting for her act of faith just like he was waiting for the disciples act of faith in the boat too and sometimes when we are going through something hard like those waves are really high and we can't see the end of the storm we have to remember that jesus might just be waiting for us to reach out he hasn't left us his intention is to walk alongside with us and wait for that act of faith that we just need to reach out and grasp towards him Right. And you you think of um, like Bartimaeus and the people and the, the men in the boat and um, the the bleeding woman. It's like all of them had to be bold in seeking out Jesus, knowing and believing that he could heal and being bold and being like, I'm going to touch his cloak and I'm going to be bold and push through the people to touch the cloak. And I think sh- she had the faith of knowing that she could get Jesus's attention, but I don't think she necessarily knew that just by touching his cloak, she would be healed. But it was yeah, her act of yeah. faith that healed her. Very the true. act of faith of reaching out is what healed. The act of Bartimaeus, like, calling out. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a verbal reaching out, but calling out. It's like, in um, that story in Mark, it's like, Jesus says, like, your faith has healed you. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't you calling out that healed you. Right. It was right. your boldness of faith that healed you. Yeah. Yeah. I think of Daniel, too, as... 
he was praying in a time where it was like illegal to pray to any other gods except for the ruler in charge at that time. And so Daniel could have been loud. He could have been the loudest person in the room. He could have been, you know, just cheering and saying Jesus's name and praying to God out loud. But he did it in the quietness of his home. You know, he was he was quiet about it. And he wasn't a person who was being really loud and maybe not even making those physical actions that we hear about in these other stories, but for him to show that act of faith in the quietness of his home without anyone watching him too, is also just speaking volumes, you know, like we don't have to be the loudest person in the room or like the best at something. We can just quietly do those acts of faith in our homes too. There's so many examples of, of both, which is really cool. And I think um, the devotional, but also just kind of processing and thinking through that brings up a really good question of like, how often did or have I stood beside God expecting him to come to me rather than me reaching out? Mm -hmm. Like, I think sometimes in our, I think this is a bold statement, but I'm going to say it and I might regret it later. But I think, I think in our society and sometimes in our in the Christian faith, do we often kind of fall into this like idea like, Oh, I always have God. Like he's always there. Yeah. He's always going to be there. Like, I don't like, I don't really like need to like always call out for him to help because I know he's going to help me no matter what. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get caught in that because I think too, like even in the expectations of friendships and relationships within the world, it's like, you know, I could have a conversation with someone and I'm like expecting them to return the interest. Right, right. But it doesn't happen. Yep. And so like it's kind of like the same like kind of in the same way of like okay, like your relationship with Jesus like he wants you to reach out for him. Yeah. He wants you to want him. He wants you to know him. And like I th- I think it's it's sometimes hard because I think you you do fall into that trap of like oh god you're always there like why do i have to reach out for you right right but it's like if you want to take that next active step in like having a bold faith and boldly seeking after jesus like you have to always consistently and constantly reach out and be like jesus i need you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just thinking about what that looks like as a daily and maybe this could be our challenge for this episode too is like what are those acts that you can do even when you know that God is with you all the time what are those acts I think of when you're in worship and you just feel the Holy Spirit calling you out raise your hands like even if you just do like the small little hand raises or like you put both hands in the air like just full sending it for the Lord it's it's a time of worship and it doesn't matter what other people are thinking around you like um, the woman in the crowd she wasn't really concerned about what other people thought of her like oh be quiet like Jesus is talking right now he doesn't need you and for us to think about Jesus wanting us instead of like what the world is thinking around us really can just put those those blind um yeah the the blinders. blinders on yeah as like just focusing on that Jesus is wanting us instead of what the world might be thinking around us. Definitely. And I think that, I think we can get into like 17 different topics just from that (laughs) one. Like I'm like racking my brain. like, Oh, we could go this way, this way, this way. And I think the question, like you said, is like, how do I express my need for Jesus? Like what are things that I can do to demonstrate my need for Jesus by actively seeking Jesus and reaching out to him? And, um, 
as you were talking, I was I was reminded of a couple things, and they kind of all like left my brain because it was like a flood of like, yeah. oh wow, like the parallels. This is wild, but um, you know, kind of this idea of like not not worrying about what other people think because you're worshiping Jesus. Like that's, that's what matters. What matters is like how, what is your posture? Yeah. What is your posture in this? And, you know, being, being in the world, but not of the world. Mm -hmm. I remember going to like church camps or other main events that were around the Bible or around Christianity. And, they would have like an altar call or something that was like a physical act of like, if this is the first time you've accepted Jesus in your heart, raise your hand. And like those, those are small things in the moment of like literally just raising your hand. But that's a big heart change is, is when you're saying I'm accepting Christ for the first time. Okay. That's, that's something in my heart, but now I have to actively raise my hand and there's people around me or like, Oh, I have to actively walk up to the front of the room and everybody's looking at the back of my head. Like those, those are sometimes feel even bigger than the heart things because we're so concerned about what other people think and that's i don't know it's it's and you definitely see that i think in the church too yeah sometimes like our church has i i think our church has experienced that too like where you you have some people and what's funny is like being on like the worship team like you're on stage so you get to see this where no one else really gets to see it and sometimes i kind of laugh after church sometimes because i'm like oh that was kind of probably like an awkward like encounter between those two people and (laughs) like (laughs) i'm i'm doing i'm doing some people dirty honestly (laughs) like i feel like sometimes (laughs) like putting this out into the world and like you know obviously like me standing up on stage is not for me to watch how people interact with each other like i'm a i'm a bridge and a vessel for people to meet jesus in worship but here Here's the thing is, is like, you know, for me, like I worship and I, I wouldn't say I'm a charismatic worshiper, but I definitely do raise my hands as an act of surrender of like, I'm, I'm feeling this right now and I'm going to express that feeling through my movement. And there's been some times where I do that. And like, there's some people that kind of look at me and being like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I have to remind myself, it's like, this is how I'm worshiping right now. This Mm -hmm. is my act of surrender. This is my act of needing salvation and needing to surrender to Jesus. And that looks different for you than it does for other people. And I think for us to realize that is so important, so valuable. Like if you need to go on your knees and just, you know, bow and, and pray and maybe movement isn't your thing. Maybe it's more like you need to kneel at the cross, like physically think of yourself before the foot of Jesus. You know, sometimes just those motions are ways that we can really physically put ourselves in that heartfelt situation that we're feeling in that time of a power from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I think it, it starts with with having that posture when you're alone. Yeah. Yeah. And like how how are you posturing yourself in prayer? How are you posturing yourself in boldly seeking Jesus and reaching out to him? when you're by yourself mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. that's what's more important Jesus doesn't care wh- what you're doing in front of people what he cares most is what you're doing alone when yeah. you're just with him yeah. when you're having those heart-to-heart moments with Jesus when you've hit rock bottom when you're in your car in your parking lot and you don't want to walk into into work or something that's that's the moments when Jesus is really wanting you the most and he yeah just to have that feeling with him is so powerful and 
I don't think we get it often enough sometimes. We just get so wrapped up in, in what other people are thinking of us or like, oh, I'm just, I'm too tired. I don't want to do those kind of things right now. And focusing on those small moments when we are by ourselves, I think, yeah, can definitely matter. Definitely in the eternal life and in the life that we're living now here on earth too. For sure, for sure. And uh, I think really like the challenge behind this is like even just kind of answering the question like how often have you stood beside God expecting him to come to you rather than you reaching out to him? And like I th- I think it, it that's kind of sometimes our default. Um Jenny, for you, how like what are what are maybe some tactical ways that people this week can maybe or maybe it's just for you personally, like how you express your need for Jesus, like how you express in reaching out and being like, Jesus, like I'm in this boat and I need you here, even though your your intention is just to kind of pass by. Like, again, that's not his intention. Like he still loves you and he still he, he still cares about you, but he wants you to want him. Yeah, I think, well, the first thing I thought of when you're asking that question is like the type of music that you can listen to because that's usually in your own earbuds or headphones or something and other people don't necessarily know what you're listening to. And I've been trying to like go for walks and go to the Y after work and sometimes I just want to like put on what Megan Trainer Trainer song or Taylor Swift or whatever and just like walk to that. And like, I don't have to listen to this. This isn't necessarily uplifting for me right now in this moment of having a hard day at work why don't I just listen to like an upbeat worship song and trying to like make those small choices has really helped in my other daily thoughts of like decisions I need to be made or um talking with a parent after school or something when I put in those other songs in my ears when I'm walking after school it can really just help those conversations at home with my husband or when I'm talking to my mom on the phone or it's like it kind of goes into the rest of my day and I that's just the first thing that I thought of I think when you were asking that do you have one that you were kind of mulling around in your head yeah um There, there's a few, and I think one of the biggest ones is um, knowing when I'm trying to do it myself, yeah. when I'm trying to figure something out myself, that I have to actually physically stop myself and just be with Jesus first. Yeah. It's hard to give up control when it's like that's the way maybe you've done it in the past or like you're used to that independence and working things out when there's a problem, you're a problem solver. You know, you want to get things done and you want to make sure they're done right. And relying on God can sometimes be difficult because we just need that extra strength that we don't have on our own for sure. Um, One of the songs that I have been listening to is um, by Lauren Daigle, another good Christian artist that should come on our podcast and Lauren, if you're listening, get interviewed. We'd love to interview (laughs) you. I have lots of questions. Yes. (laughs) I'm ready. She has a song called First and I just love this verse in the beginning of her song because it, it just really goes with that reaching out and that physical aspect of showing our faith through our salvation. 
I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read the lyrics. I, I was like, I was ready. I was like, <laughs> We're doing a karaoke <laughs> episode. Um, it starts like this. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Before I lift my cares, I will lift my arms. I want to know you. I want to find you. In every season, in every moment, before I bring my need, I will bring my heart and seek you first. And I think we can get... I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Lauren, come on the podcast and we'll just hash out all your lyrics and what inspired you to write these. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. I just think of like, sometimes our first instinct is to try to do it on our own for sure, because we know what we can handle and we know what control we do have. But our our instinct, our habit should be turning to God first, whether it's it's in a really high mountaintop or a very low valley. It's it's going to take time and it's going to be or a anywhere habit. in between too. or anywhere in between. That's right. That's right. Whether you're hiking in between or up and down, all of that. But it's not something that happens quickly overnight. It's by making those small changes and relying on God, physically reaching out to him, mentally reaching out to him and in your your own walk in your faith quietly it doesn't have to be a, a loud declaration of faith either for sure that's yeah. so good and i i love the imagery like you said that it's like before i bring my need i'm gonna bring my heart yeah yeah before i lift my cares i'm gonna lift my arms mm-hmm. and it's it's fun to see like i mean as we've gone through season one and even as we're starting to do interviews and uh, episodes for season two to kind of see a lot of these like intertwine of like really bringing this question of where is your posture at when you are presenting yourself to people but where is your posture at when you're talking to god too yeah like are you consistently listing off like i this is an issue this is an issue this was okay today this mm-hmm. was good like sometimes i fall into that too but it's like before i even do that like i'm gonna like before I bring my needs, I, I'm going to bring my heart first. Yeah. I'm going to intentionally yeah. reach out and be like, God, like I, I, I'm going to seek you first right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to chase after you right now because you're the only one that's going to satisfy. And you're the only one that, that is going to be in this place and in this space with me that you fully are the only person right now that knows how I'm feeling and what I'm going through. That's true. Yeah. You could, talk to your friends about it but they ultimately don't have that same insider view that jesus has because jesus has seen you go through those things he knows your heart and your vision and your dreams and your friends might know those outside surface level things but not as as deep as as jesus does yeah definitely and i think that's the the comfort and the hope that we get to um lay into is that jesus knows exactly how you're feeling he knows exactly what you're going through. Even when we don't know what we're feeling, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like, am I feeling disappointment? Am I feeling anger? What am I feeling right now? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to like, you know, Jesus knows. He knows. He wants you to want him. Yeah. Yeah. He's and it goes back to how can you demonstrate your need for Jesus by actively seeking him? Mm-hmm. Try that just today after this podcast try to think of something that you can do that will amplify your faith boldly seek boldly ask and and boldly love i love our i love our logo and our whole like slogan behind our ministry here is just fantastic thank you how'd you come up with such a good name (laughs) how did i come up with this name 
lots that's of that's a great lots qu- of prayer probably. honestly lots of prayer and you know i think in the time that i was looking at boldly seeking and um what what is the mission and the vision and the purpose behind it a lot of it was you know it, it happened the boldly seeking was born during covid where everything was shut down oh, covid covid <laughs> and it was like okay we get to take this time to be bold in our faith in a time and a space in the world where there's so much hopelessness there's so much darkness there are so many people who are falling away to loneliness they're falling away to hurt yeah yeah looking for answers where there weren't any answers to be found looking in the wrong areas for answers and it's a very easy trap to fall into and it's one that you constantly have to be active in trying to get out of and maybe stay out of maybe you are in a time right now where you're thinking of where is God I don't feel him around me right now I don't know how to reach out to God and just you can talk to us about it you can talk to a local pastor that you have another mentor or something and I think that that could be a bold step of faith too for someone is just admitting that they're struggling and maybe trying to figure out ways to get out of that feeling of of hopelessness and hurt and and longing for Jesus when you don't know how to start or what the first step might be absolutely absolutely so Jenny, as we kind of wrap up this, we wrap up season one. Ah, what is um? We kind of have a few challenges within the episode. Yeah. Um, but what what would be like your biggest challenge that you want uh, listeners and watchers on YouTube to kind of take away from today as we wrap up season one of the Between the Pages podcast? Um, I would say to first look where God has shown up in your life first think this is going to take some time it it definitely isn't something that I could just pull off the top of my head but I'll have to take some time to to really think of where it maybe was a dark time for you and where God showed up where you didn't think he was going to maybe in a mysterious way um and after you do that then you kind of have it in your head already like oh I whenever I do hit another struggle another high wave I know that Jesus has helped me in the past and he's going to help me again in the future so it's more of like a mindset challenge I guess think about the ways that God has showed up in your life and caught you when you're reaching out to him and have that mindset going forward knowing that he's there to catch you when you reach out for him in the future absolutely I love that and my challenge to you would be to kind of sit in the question of like where have you stood beside God and expecting him to come to you rather than you reaching out? And when are those times and like showing and like kind of like finding those patterns in a way? Yeah. yeah. Cause I, we're creatures of habit. We're creatures of habit no and doubt. of patterns. Yep. And so like if once you pinpoint something, it's like, okay, where have you seen that showing up again? And where could you maybe transition to reaching out to Jesus in those moments rather than expecting him to show up? And uh, my second question, my second challenge is to kind of sit with asking yourself, how can I demonstrate my need for Jesus by actively seeking Jesus this year? And that was my challenge to the team back in January. And I had asked them that very same question. And I said, in this next year, 
How can you demonstrate your need for Jesus and actively and boldly reaching out and seeking him? And it's been really cool to kind of see from afar, you know, how they boldly seek and reach out to Jesus just in their everyday and for themselves and the places and spaces that they're in, but also for this community too. And whether that is in the valley, in the mountaintop, or just between the pages of everyday life, you know, when we started between the pages, we started between the pages, like wanting to dive into how can we just be bold in our faith every day, not just in the the worst times, not just in the really great times, but in the everyday when it's just same old, same old. That, that's where I think you can get stuck in that rut of thinking of hopelessness and hurt. So, yeah, definitely. But Between the Pages was also a good name choice. We got Boldly Seeking, great name choice. And then Between the Pages, I love hearing the, like, everything that comes from intentionality, I think, and purpose and driven. And we appreciate this whole community that has come together whether you started just listening to the podcast or you're you've been with us since day one it's just super exciting to think about absolutely well we love you all we are so grateful to do this with you to do life with you um to have wrapped up a full podcast season i cannot believe it we have been on this journey for such a long time season one is finally coming to a close and um, we will be back for season two at the beginning of May. I'm so excited um, so good. Yeah. to start another season and just be able to share more and more stories um, of how Jesus is moving in the lives of people around the world. And so make sure, even though we aren't going to be on the podcast in two weeks, we're taking a break. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever um make sure you sign up for our email list especially as we get closer to our third anniversary if you were on our uh email list you are going to be getting some really cool things that you are not going to want to miss out on um so make sure that you sign up for that email list because it's also a resource tool for you um because we send deep dives into um the episodes after every episode within a week or so of that episode and just kind of taking it one step further of how you can continue to boldly seek after Jesus between the pages of life, between the different chapters that life has for us. We are so excited. We want to thank you for supporting us in season one. Make sure you like and uh, subscribe, follow, rate us. Um, That's how we reach more people. Uh, Share with your friends. Uh, We want um, as many people to to have the opportunity to listen to these stories and to listen to how good Jesus is and how we serve such a good and a faithful God. Amen. Well, thank you, friends. Happy ending to season one. We will see you in one month when we return with season two.